Hi, I'm Anna Olson, and you're listening to We're Not Kidding, a podcast devoted to sharing stories surrounding the child-free life. As a life coach, I'm passionate about helping women feel confident and empowered in their choice not to have children. And I believe that by sharing our stories, we help break the stigma. So let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited today. We'll be speaking with Samantha and Samantha and I met through Instagram. I guess that's becoming a theme here, but (laughs) I've been so um, grateful to connect with her and excited to introduce you to her. So Samantha, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, everyone. My name is Samantha. Um, I'm 29. I live in the Bronx, New York City. I'm a behavioral therapist for children with special needs. Um, Although currently I'm back in school for my ultrasound and sonography license. So I'm excited about that. I have a dog who is my world Mm -hmm. and we enjoy hiking together and uh, basically doing everything. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. What kind of dog? Um, She's a toy poodle. She'll be 13 um, in two months. Sweet. <laughs> and also congrats and way to go on going, you know, back to school and getting your degree in stenography. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. So one thing I know about you, uh, is that you don't want to have kids and you no. have <laughs> being child-free in common. So when did you realize you didn't want to have kids? I have to say that I've known ever since I was a child. Uh, I've never had the desire to pursue motherhood. Um, I remember being a kid and even like telling my parents, you know, I don't ever want to have kids. Or if like my friends or my cousins were playing like house and I had to be the mom, I just, I never felt that like biological maternal instinct, mm. I guess. So it's just, it's just always never been for me. Yeah. And how did your parents, even as you, when you were a kid respond, do you remember? <laughs> um, They were cool. They're, they're just like, all right, I'm thankful. And I'm lucky enough to have parents who support me with this decision. Mm. They've never pushed, you know, Hey, when are you having a grandkid or you're going to give me a grandkid. So they know that I've made the decision to be child-free and they say, as long as I'm happy, they're happy. So I'm very thankful for that. That's beautiful. And I think that's the way it should be. So that's awesome. (laughs) I love too, what you reflected on that, even in childhood playing house or whatever with, with other kids didn't feel natural to you. Cause I think that we have so much wisdom as kids that sort of then gets buried as we grow and get more external pressures or we kind of lose it as we try to fit in or, or whatever, you know, there are so many things that can impact us. And that seems like it was a very true to you thing that you can remember. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Were there other ways that you kind of noticed it aside from playing house? Um, (laughs) I can remember like the same, like friends, family, cousins, um, coming up with, you know, like baby names or like things that babies do or like that they want for their future babies. And I remember just being like, no, thank you. (laughs) <laughs> I can't relate. So <laughs> never had the desire to, you know, just to have anything to do with motherhood. You know, it's beautiful, but it's just yeah, yeah. Like your mind couldn't even go there. Yeah, would you no, say? So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I definitely <laughs> agree with that <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I feel like that's something I've realized about myself looking back now. Is oh, 
I could imagine other things and like daydream about other aspects of life that never happened in this area, the being a mom area. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you know, I'll grow up, I'll have the house, maybe I'll have the spouse and all that, but I think I'm going to stop there. Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love that, that, that younger version of you wisdom, um, coming through. (laughs) Well, little Sam. <laughs> <laughs> little Sam, yeah. Was there ever any moments that you doubted this decision? Well, decision might not be the right word for you since it was something you always knew, but this characteristic of yourself. Realization. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> um, I want to say yes and no, because um, for a very short time, and even then I was still on the fence about it, it was like 90% against like 10 I thought I did want to potentially become a parent but then I realized it was only because um at the time I was a nanny for um, Mm. three years and I loved it so I realized it was only because I loved my job but then I also realized that I got to give them back at the end of the day get (laughs) on you know with my life I focus on my things instead of their needs so it was a very short-lived thought yeah. And I came to my senses and here I am again. <laughs> I never looked back. <laughs> well, I love that you were able to make that distinction for yourself that the nannying experience helped you get in touch with this side of you that does love kids and, and is nurturing and has room in your, you have room in your life in some capacity to love and care for kids. But then also to then make the distinction for yourself that it was it's important for you to be able to like give them back at the end of the day, have that peace and quiet for yourself and whatever freedom and flexibility. I think that's really cool. Exactly. How would you say being child free has impacted your life? It's had a positive and negative impact and Mm. the negative, I won't say it's like super negative because it's. It's shown me how people treat someone who chooses to be child-free or is child-free. So in a way, I guess that's positive because it's weeded out people, you know, who don't agree with my lifestyle and it's really has nothing to do with them. But more importantly, it's positively affected my life because it's allowed me to focus, you know, on myself. Personally, I'm a lot to handle. (laughs) I, I like to focus a good amount of time on myself. And because of that, um, as we mentioned before, I'm able to be able to pursue my second degree in a new field. And I honestly couldn't see myself doing that if I had a child or, you know, I had to care for a child. I wouldn't have time for my needs or for anything else that I wanted to pursue. It would have to be, you know, all about the child. Right. So so I am, you know, thankful for my decision. because now I'm able to better my life. So I'm happy about that. Yeah. A second degree is no joke with the, with the people who maybe this decision has removed them from your life. Did you experience judgment or kind of pushback from them? Um, Yeah. And like still all the time, like recently, Mm. if someone finds out that you don't want children, they act like you just said the most offensive thing to them you know it's really not it's it's a decision that only affects that person doesn't affect anybody else so um yeah I found that people just react very surprisingly to that Mm. and they will judge you and they will they'll make all these assumptions that you know it's not fair and it's not right what have been the biggest challenges you've faced as a child-free woman um well as we just said the comments the judgment yeah 
it's impacted past relationships and, you know, birth control, because obviously I don't want children. But um, for example, I had an ex who really wanted me to have his child. And yeah, um, he was actively trying to get me pregnant against, you know, me knowing that I did not want children. But his reasoning was that, you know, you would be the best mother and all that nonsense. So there have been situations like that. Oh my gosh, that's so not okay. (laughs) It's really not. So that's been a very, very big struggle. It's happened a couple of times, but, you know, it's over and done with. Thankfully, now I'm with someone who also doesn't want children. That's another Mm. thing I'm thankful for. Yeah, it's great. So (laughs) it's worked out. Hey, listeners, real quick. I wanted to talk about something that Samantha's story brings up, which is a form of abuse that can play out in relationships known as reproductive coercion. And this is when one partner tries to control the other's choice regarding pregnancy. And this plays out in both directions. It can be lying about a method of birth control, sabotaging the birth control methods, such as poking holes in condoms, hiding or destroying contraception, failing to use the agreed upon birth control methods, pressuring, guilting, or shaming a partner about their decision whether or not to have children, and forcing someone to get an abortion or preventing them from getting one. And though this can often be the intimate partner that is the perpetrator, it can also be family members who want to exert control over that person. I felt it was important to take a second to talk about this because it is hard to identify and Uh, Victims don't always realize that this is a form of abuse, and it is. We all deserve to have our choice respected and to have autonomy over our lives and our life choices. And if this has happened to you or someone you know, um, seeking help through a healthcare provider can be really helpful, and they can also help um, with more discrete forms of birth control that the partner might not easily identify and tamper with. Furthermore, I will link up some articles and resources in the show notes uh, and now back to the conversation with Samantha yeah and then like birth control you know I've like I've said before I've always known I never want wanted children so I've always taken the precautions so I've been on everything from you know the pill currently I'm on an IUD and I've been having I've had it for years and I've had so many issues with it and I'm sure that many other women can relate like they don't want that inside of them either but yeah you know it's it's better than getting pregnant but then it also comes with the problem that there's really not a lot of doctors who will be okay with sterilizing a female because they'll ask oh well what if your husband wants kids or what if you change your mind and in all honesty it's like hey if I'm asking you to remove my uterus it's a pretty big deal I'm pretty sure about that so right I don't think that's cool either that's a huge challenge Right. Yeah. Thank you for bringing this up because this is a really important piece of the conversation. And it's also, it just blows my mind how little autonomy women have over their bodies. And right now in the United States, like that's being challenged even more, but yeah, I've heard so many stories of women being challenged. Like we need your partner's 
approval or we need your future partner's approval to single women. And it's just right. like, they don't even exist yet. Yeah. It's <laughs> just, <laughs> right. It's, I mean, <laughs> we're both laughing because like, it's just so it's outrageous, ridiculous, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And you're right. Like the, the birth control, like there are varying degrees of a effectiveness for one thing. And it's just such a constant fear and thing, I think on, at least for myself. And I I would guess maybe on the mind of child-free women who haven't been sterilized, um, because that is a difficult thing to do, but like the fear of getting pregnant of something not working. And, and then what do you do? And especially now with abortion bans, you know, being put in place or proposed, then it's like, I want to do the upfront thing and be and and avoid pregnancy completely. But now, like, if I find myself in that situation, what do I do? Right. It's the total lose-lose. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. It really is. Cheers to everyone with a vagina because, (laughs) oh my God. Right. Right. It's a battle. Yeah. So thank you for bringing that up. I do think that that is an important piece of this and just that underlying fear or struggle or the constant thinking about, you know, how do I prevent pregnancy? Because I don't want to have kids. And this is a choice I'm confident in and I want to be responsible with it, but it can be so difficult. And then adding in like your past experience with toxic partners who then try and push their way, you know, that's a whole nother piece to it too. Exactly. As someone who truly enjoys children, as you've expressed with like that nanny, your <laughs> nanny, <laughs> and I know you work with children. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm a behavioral therapist for um, children with special needs. So yeah, yeah children are, it's ironic because children are literally my life. Right. <laughs> and now <laughs> really with a future of, of doing ultrasounds and it seems like it'll be continuing or am I, or Maybe no, no, that's... you're correct. I, I plan on going into pediatrics. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so as someone who enjoys children, but doesn't want to be a mom, why do you think there's such a big disconnect that these two characteristics can coexist in people? I feel like there's a lot of pushback, like, oh, you're good with kids or, oh, you oh, like kids. No <laughs> so you should be a mom. <laughs> yeah. Can that you, speak is, to you that? Hit, Yes. Yes. I, sure <laughs> I think people assume that you go into a child-based job, whether it be, you know, teaching, nanny, therapy, any child-based job that you love kids. And therefore, because you love kids, you must want kids. It's like a really bad math equation. So that's not always the case. Like exhibit A, here I am. Like I said, children are my world. I adore children. I love them. But I don't want, I just don't want them. Like you can love your job too. It doesn't have to be a child-based job. For example, um, what's another job? You can love being a chef. You can love it like crazy. You go to work and you cook. But like sometimes you can come home and you don't want to cook for yourself. Yes. Oh, that is a perfect example. I watch a lot of cooking shows and I feel like (laughs) that is something I hear a lot. Chefs go home and they don't want to cook at home. Like that's their job. You know, sometimes it's just like a a boxed meal because 
they're tired. You give it your all because, you know, it's your passion and you love it, but they yeah. your children at the, at the end of the day, like a chef's not going to want to come home, cook themselves a five course meal. I don't want to come home from, you know, working with children all day to another child or yeah like that's that's my time and I think that people don't understand that you can have maternal qualities like as I do people call me the mom friend and I have no children (laughs) like you can have maternal qualities and you can still just want to go home to your dog or your cat or your spouse or whoever instead of a child and I think that's something that a lot of people don't get like yeah you can love it but you cannot want it for yourself also Right. Exactly. Great. Or like you can be really good at it, but also not want it for yourself. Which like, as you said before, like that is a reason that people give um, for when they find you working in child-based career. Like you're so good with kids. Kids love you, you know, all that stuff. So why wouldn't you want one? Right. Yeah, exactly. It's as simple as that. Right. (laughs) There doesn't have to be more to it. (laughs) Really? They make it so complicated for no reason. I love that you're not afraid to be open about your love for kids and also your desire not to have them at the same time. Right. Yeah. And like I said, some people take that as an offense. It's not. Right. Doesn't change change me. Like at the end of the day, I'm still the same person. I just, I don't want with you on. The same yeah. way I'm sure that they don't want certain things that I want. So yeah, just goes hand in hand. And it's not a judgment on their life. It's no, not at all. Yeah. Mm. What goals, ambitions, or dreams do you have for your child-free life? So what well, we spoke before about me wanting to go into pediatrics and how I'm a behavioral therapist now. So um, I found that it's allowed me to become better, not only for myself, but for the kids that I service who are, you know, who are here already that I haven't mm. had to give birth to. So I kind of see it like that. Like, yeah. You know, by me not having children, it gives me time to better myself for the children that I do work with. And that's, that's something that makes me really happy. And it's something that I've been able to do and to pursue because that I have a child-free life. Mm. And aside from that, um, I have a dog, as I mentioned, so I'm allowed to, you know, come home, focus on my dog and get through everything else that I have to do. Yeah, I love that. That's really beautiful. And I know like the child free choice is often characterized as selfish, but I think what you described is actually quite selfless, not having your own kids and seeing how that enables you to show up and support kids that are already here and exist and help them. I think that's really beautiful. Thank you so much. Yeah. (laughs) And I just wish people understood that how loving a lot of times this choice is for so many reasons. Seriously. Like it's, it's, oh, it's just so frustrating. Cause you know, I also have friends who are child-free who work with children and, mm. you know, they tell me the same stories that, you know, that we just spoke about, that people cast judgment on them, the same experiences. And it's just, you know, it's not right. Like, they're really great people. They're really great with kids. And you're judging them for not having kids when they are great with kids. So, right. It's just, I just think the entire thing is ironic. Yeah. Ignorant. There's, yeah, ironic and ignorant. Those would be the two best words to describe it. Right. It's like a focus on what's not there and not what is there which is they're exactly. helping 
kids, their kids or their community's kids, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's really bizarre and interesting at the same time and hard, <laughs> hard to deal with. Are there any other things that not having uh, kids has allowed for in your life? This, I just wanted to like the initial focus on myself. I feel like we go through so many stages in our life as a person, as a human being, just experience everything. And I feel like some people that I know pers- personally or just things that I've observed, like people with children, I feel like they get kind of sidetracked because they now have to focus on that child and that child's life and it draws away the focus from their life. Mm. So I feel a little you know, I'm able to focus on me, I'm able to um, go through all the stages of my life and just 100% focus on me. And it's something that I'm really thankful for. And I don't take for granted, because I think a lot of people don't get the opportunity to do that. Since they have, you know, other aspects to focus on, which are their children. I think that's such a good point. And I totally, that totally resonates for me. I think the ability, I'm guessing that self-growth and learning are maybe values of yours. Um, knowing the little bit that I do about you, (laughs) like getting your second degree right now. Um, yeah, I think that it is really cool to have the time and the space to continue evolving as a person. Um, and just finding out what, like, you or I as individuals are capable of because we have the time and the space to do so. And like you said, having kids would, it would have to be about them and that would stall or slow down that process. And maybe it would amplify some other parts. Like I think that becoming a parent probably quickly grows some other facets of a person, but, um, but yeah, but like you do, I feel like there is this sense of people having to refine themselves after their kids leave or reconnecting with their partner. And it's like, yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. And I really value that as well as that freedom. Yes. And again, you know, people with children, you know, it's just they happen to be taking a different path they have to use their time in different ways and everything so in the end it's like we're all taking a different path but we're all different people so again I still feel like there should be no judgment on that some people are so bitter about you not having children because in a way they're jealous but Mm. again like that was your decision this is my decision so it is yeah at the end of the day yeah. And I think that's why it's so important. Like, oh, you were talking about judgment and, and I got me thinking that maybe those people who are judging, maybe some of them didn't know they had a choice not to be parents. And I think that as a society or a culture or whatever, like, you know, there isn't a lot of empowering, um, em- examples of empowered child-free people portrayed in shows or the media. I think I'm seeing it more, um, but it's still kind of sporadic. Like I can think of a couple shows where it's like a little tiny anecdote, um, like sex in the city or, um, the bold type, but, or in uh, the final episode of Brooklyn nine, nine, I just watched that last night with my husband (laughs) (laughs) and, um, yeah, me too. I'm so sad it's over, but, um, there's like, a line that I've been gonna I want to rewatch it but Rosa is kind of giving Amy some flack and calling her a breeder and 
saying that she doesn't have to like get married, that Rosa doesn't have to get married and have kids. And, um, but yeah, so I was like, yay, there's an example, but, um, you know, it's just like a little tangent, but you know, if there were more empowered examples in the media in, uh, and just like portrayed around us, if it wasn't so taboo, I think more people would realize they have a choice. Um, and that is absolutely right. I think that's, what's important. Cause I didn't know because I had a choice. Oh no, I'm so sorry. For a long time. Yeah. I just thought it was what I, I, I mean, had to do. Yeah. I look back right. and I'm like, oh, this was ne- like, it never fit or clicked for me. Kind of like we were talking, you were talking about earlier. You could just never envision that. And you, but you knew that, that was, you didn't want to have kids. I thought that I would feel the desire later. And it was just like, oh, it's mm-hmm. going to click in at some point, but it just never did. And then looking back, once I made the choice this year, then I was like, oh, it wasn't there because it was never there. This is who I am. Um, right. <laughs> but yeah, just thought that's what you did. You grew up and had kids, you know, it's the that well, one of those boxes you check. <laughs> right. Well, congratulations on that. <laughs> Thank you. And also, you're welcome. And also, I do have to say, like, awareness and like representation is also a big thing because honestly, until I found, you know, your page and various other child free pages on Instagram, I had no idea there was like a whole other community of like child free women or child free people out there. I really thought, like, you know, it was just me and like the few people that I knew here and there. So mm-hmm. I, it's just been great to find so many other like minded people and I think that it it needs to be like spread like more people need to know about it because maybe it can help someone realize that um an earlier time in their life when they need it or if yeah. they're struggling with the decision right this community is just awesome just an amazing group of people I I am so, I feel so lucky to be a part of this community, to be honest. I'm like, thank God I'm child free because these people rock. Yes. Like (laughs) I said, it was such a relief to find all these pages and um, all these people. It's just like a relief. It's like, oh my God, finally. Someone's like, I can scream, I don't want kids. And no one's going (laughs) to scream back at me. They'll be like, woohoo, right back at you. So yeah, yeah. It does feel like there is quite a community forming on social media. And maybe, you know, I'm just late in coming to it. Maybe it's been there longer than I realized, but um, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And I'm so glad that you found it and I found it and joined it and started talking about it too. What advice do you have for other child-free listeners? Um, The advice that I would give, I have two pieces of advice. The first one being don't let anyone influence your choice or try to influence your choice. If you know, you know, don't Mm. let what anyone tries to tell you or tries to reason with you stick with what you feel and what you feel is right. And my second piece of advice is to stand up to the ignorance because I feel like (laughs) if you stand up to the ignorance, it's a way of raising awareness. Like, Hey, we're here. We're not going to be silent to your ignorant comments because quite honestly, at this point, it's very tiring. So I feel like if we all take a stand, it'll be a little better. Yeah. Be proud. (laughs) Right. I think that is so on point. And I, I love that because it, ties back to we all 
I believe have the answers within us. We all know what's best for us and where we often kind of get stuck is when we've taken on like an outside opinion or an out, an external pressure and internalized it. And then it is at odds with our truth. And I think that can be where we get stuck and, and struggle. So right. I love that. And I think it is beautiful, uh, to, to remember that we have the answers within us and that mm-hmm. there are other people who get it. And if you stay to your stick to your truth, you'll find them. We're proof That's of right. that. <laughs> we are here. We found each other. <laughs> like it's yes. living proof. Here we yes. go, exhibit A, B, and all the rest <laughs> of you guys. <laughs> right. Those are great. Thank you for sharing those. And if people are interested in connecting with you, is there a way they can get in touch with you? Yes. So to connect with me, you can reach me um, on Instagram at underscore five zero underscore shades underscore of green. Awesome. Awesome. And I will link that up in the show notes. Wow. Samantha, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. It has been a pleasure to get to know you and it has been a pleasure to get to talk to you today. Thank you. Same. This was great. I had a great time. I love talking to you. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. I'll catch you next time. Hey listener, real quick before you go, if you're curious what it might be like to work with a coach around any aspect of your child-free life or the decision to have kids in the first place, you can book a free 45-minute clarity call with me through my Instagram page. My handle is at Coach Anna Olson, and you'll find a link to book your session in the link tree. I cannot wait to talk to you.